This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan, and in for Amy J. This morning, Lauren Cohen. You know her from Fox Chicago and WLS, anchor, reporter, journalist, broadcaster, dancer, juggler, so many dancer. things. Dancer? No, yeah. you're the dancer. You're the one who won Dancing with the Stars local. Did you win that? Uh, or you were just on it? I was a runner-up. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to. I should have won. Should have won. You should have seen me to Will I Am's music. I saw some of your stuff. It was good. But you're you the much. dancer, not me. Thank you very much. Uh, so yesterday, uh, an amicable departure was announced that between United States Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley and President Trump, who uh, was uh, gushing about the performance of Nikki Haley over the past two years. It's been really a long time, very intense. And she told me probably six months ago, she said, you know, maybe at the end of the year, at the end of a two-year period, but the end of the year, I want to take a little time off. I want to take a little break. She's done a fantastic job, and we've done a fantastic job together. We've solved a lot of problems, and we're in the process of solving a lot of problems. At the beginning, uh, North Korea was a massive problem, and now we're moving along. It's moving along really nicely. I can speak for Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He thinks the world of Nikki, and uh, so we're all we're all happy for you in one way, but we hate to lose. Uh, you'll, hopefully, you'll be coming back at some point, but <laughs> you want to just, uh, in maybe a different capacity. You can have your pick. At the end of the year, Nikki will be leaving and uh, will be in constant touch. I know that whenever you have any ideas, you're going to call me because you know all the players. Mm. Can have your picks. You better, if I was Mike Pence, I'd be uh, growing a set of <laughs> eyes in the back of my head for 2020 and uh, reelect, but no. Uh, that's not happening because Nikki Haley was uh, equally effusive, uh, providing more detail on what they've accomplished together, she and the president. Look at the two years. Look at what has happened in two years with the United States on foreign policy. Now the United States is respected. Countries may not like what we do, but they respect what we do. They know that if we say we're going to do something, we follow it through. And the president proved that, whether it was with the chemical weapons in Syria, whether it's with NATO, saying that other countries have to pay their share. I mean, whether it's the trade deals, which have been amazing, they get that the president means business and they follow through with that. But then if you look at just these two years at the UN, We've cut $1.3 billion in the U.N.'s budget. We've made it stronger. We've made it more efficient. South Sudan, we got an arms embargo, which was a long time coming. Three North Korean sanctions um, packages, which were the largest in a generation, done in a way that we could really work towards denuclearizing North Korea. Um, the Iran deal, bringing attention to the world that every country needs to understand. You can't overlook all of the bad things they're doing. You have to see them for the threat that they are. Um, I think you look at the anti-Israel bias and the strength and courage that the president showed in moving the embassy and showing the rest of the world we will put our embassy where we want to put our embassy. You know, all of those things have made a huge difference in the U.S. standing, but I can tell you that um, it's, it, the U.S. is strong again, and the U.S. is strong in a way that should make all Americans very proud. Is she right? Uh, for more on this, uh, we'll accept compliments for Nikki Haley as well as for my dancing from Jed Babin. 
who is a former United States Deputy Undersecretary of Defense, and he uh, writes for the Washington Times and the American Spectator. Jed, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Well, good morning, guys. Morning. So uh, the job that uh, Nikki Haley did uh, the past two years, uh, uh, do you agree with President Trump? Uh, unqualified success. Well, yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, there's always ifs, ands, and buts and, you know, little things that uh, might have been done better. Uh, and that goes for anyone in that position. But I think, you know, Nikki Haley's record has been absolutely stellar. Uh, she's one of the very few stars of this administration. And uh, she's going to leave a very big foreign policy gap when she goes. I mean, she has really been an exemplary ambassador to the United Nations, which has been a hotbed of anti-Americanism almost since it was founded. And she and John Bolton and Jean Kirkpatrick, you know, that you can count on the fingers or half of the fingers of one hand. Uh, the people who have done a really, really good job uh, in representing the United States. Well, I should mention Daniel Patrick Moynihan, too, of course. Well, now, with respect to um, the Trump foreign policy team, of course, you have the customary reaction from the left, perhaps uh, best exemplified by David Graham in The Atlantic. Are all the adults leaving the room? With Nikki Haley departing, uh, apparently Mike Pompeo, John Bolton are not adults. Um, this is the, the, the left's narrative, the D.C. press corps narrative, that as soon as somebody that they like or have begrudging respect for leaves, that means that the last adult has left, and now Trump is back to his evil devices, and uh, the country is in jeopardy. Well, I mean, you're going to hear that whenever anybody prominent leaves. I mean, I hear rumors that uh, Secretary Mattis uh, may leave after the election, and, you know, that would be a big loss, too. So, you know, the press is going to do what the press does, and at this point you just have to yawn and say, fine, let's get on with business. The real issue is who is going to replace Nikki Haley at the U.N. Uh, those are very big shoes to fill, and uh, quite frankly, after the Kavanaugh disaster, uh, I can't imagine very many people are going to want to take on a confirmation hearing. I sure wouldn't. What's interesting to me is this was sort of the best-kept secret of this administration, that it didn't leak out. And so what is your take on that, and then who would you say would be best for the job? Well, uh, <laughs> Lauren, all I can say is if it hasn't leaked, it probably isn't very important. Uh, and in this case, it is pretty important that she was planning to leave. I think that very few people knew. I mean, it's the old story, but two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Uh, so, you know, it was probably something that uh, she had talked about with the president and nobody else. And fortunately, he hadn't tweeted it out uh, as to replacing her. I mean, there there are myriad people who could do a good job there. I know there are a lot of people who are going to try to get the job uh, and some of them are not so great. Uh, you know, I've heard rumors that uh, even Ivanka Trump wanted the job. That would be a really foolish idea. Uh, Richard Grinnell, the uh, U.S. ambassador to Germany at this time. Uh, might be okay, but he's not someone who has the kind of uh, diplomatic chops that needs to be in the place uh, of a U.N. ambassador. There's a lot of other guys out there. Uh, you know, even someone even said to me, well, gee, wasn't John Bolton go back there? I said that would be just an enormous step down for yeah, Bolton. Right. So there's, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of people are going to want it. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, the odds are against uh, getting someone as good as Nikki Haley. Uh, you uh, said you wouldn't want to go through a confirmation hearing right now. Why don't you uh, confess to us what you've done? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. About uh, six years ago, I got two speeding tickets. Oh, boy. Um, I'm sorry, I Jed. It's not going to work yeah. out. I, I know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah uh, I, I think I was nasty to a girl in sixth grade. What do you uh, like to drink, Jed Babin? What, what is you in your, like can, I, can I see your yearbook picture, please? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you have... <laughs> 
do you now or have you ever consorted with Squee? Um, let me. Uh... Uh, no, I don't even know what Squee is. So you know, I, I can tell you, I'm a I'm an inveterate cigar smoker, and I love good single malt scotch. But you know that already. So I do. You know, those are my only sins. That's all I can tell you. Um, what about uh, the sort of seeming front runner for the position? Maybe that's uh, too generous, but Dina Powell, who was uh, a national security advisor, uh, you know, an aide at NSA, but a, an advisor to the president who uh, comes out of Goldman Sachs, uh, had worked in the Bush White House. What's, uh, what's your take on her? Well, I, I don't really know much about her, uh, you know, having had those credentials. Uh, I would doubt that she has the political chops to do really well in the Pentagon. You need somebody who's really tough. And people who grew up in the Bush administration, the second Bush administration, uh, don't have that kind of gut feeling uh, that propels them. So I, I doubt seriously that you're going to see uh, anything uh, from Dina Powell that's going to really spill the shoes of Nikki Haley. You need someone who is really, really tough. I mean, you want the best pick for it? Yeah. Get John Kelly. I'm sure uh, John Kelly. I'm sure would love to get the oh, hell out of that job he's in now. Oh, interesting. Got to be the worst job in the world. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, uh, move John Kelly. Oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I kind of well, like. You know, if you want somebody who's tough, I mean, you yeah. kind of got to pick a Marine general. It's, you know, everything else is kind of second rate. Well, what, well, uh, your bias is showing there. But um, what? Uh, well, that's true. What uh, any other names in terms of people you think should be on the short list for consideration? Oh, golly, there's a variety of people, none of which are even going to be considered. Um, I think Larry Arn, the uh, president of Hillsdale College, oh, uh, who I know is uh, you know, a brilliant, brilliant person who's very well versed in everything that's going on in the world. Uh, he would be excellent. Um, Danielle Pletka. Uh, who is uh, vice president, I think, at uh, American Enterprise Institute. Mm -hmm. She also is someone who's very tough and very, very knowledgeable about the world and what's going on around it. Uh, you know, there's there's probably a half a dozen more I could name. I mean, Niall Gardner, I mean, but for the fact that he's got a British accent, would be absolutely perfect. He heads the Thatcher Center of the Heritage Foundation. Niall is, is one of the toughest-minded conservatives I know and really gets it in terms of foreign policy. So, you know, none of those people, I'm sure, will even be on the, the list, even the long list, far less the short list. But there's a lot of very good people out there. It's just a question of, you know, who the president's going to pick. And he's going to have to pick this person, not somebody in the presidential personnel office. Well, speaking of uh, fantasy White House personnel playing that game, what do you think about uh, the possibility? You know, Lindsey Graham is from South Carolina as well. After the election, Lindsey Graham replaces Sessions and Nikki Haley replaces Lindsey Graham in the Senate. Well, um, you know, you could do a lot worse. Uh, I've, I've never been a fan, a fan of uh, Lindsey Graham. I think his track record, you know, being McCain's acolyte for so many years, uh, he really has been wrong on foreign policy pretty much consistently for about 25 years. Uh, but in the Justice Department, maybe he could do well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Nikki Haley would be a great senator from South Carolina, certainly better than Lindsey Graham. Uh, you know, there's a lots of, lot of other people who are going to be lining up for those jobs I think it's it's got to be a dead bank certainty that Sessions is going to leave uh, after the election. Uh, the president's now saying he's not going to replace Rod Rosenstein, which is a mystery to me. Uh, I'm hearing, too, that uh, Secretary of Defense Mattis is going to leave. Right. And uh, that is not good news. And, uh, you know, the people that I'm hearing to replace him are, quite frankly, not nearly as good. 
So that's, you know, it's, it's going to be a shuffle. There's always cabinet people departing after two years. You know, it's unusual for someone in the cabinet to stay longer than that. I mean, heck, when I was in the Pentagon, you know, back a long, long, long time ago, I mean, we went out and looked at the average length of service of one of the top guys in the Pentagon. It was 18 months. So, you know, if these people have already stayed pretty much for two years. I, I think you're going to see a lot of departures, and it's just a normal course of business. He is Jed Bavin, former U.S. Deputy Undersecretary of Defense. He writes for The Washington Times, The American Spectator. Jed, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. You join us on the turnkey.pro answer line. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560. The Answer. The following.